Mm-hmm. What's up? Hey, bud. What's going on there, eh? Hey, bud. Um, you enjoying your last days of Canadian citizenship, I can tell. I mean, the, the sun is shining. It's actually beautiful today. Mm. As, you know, beautiful for Canada. That's true. Just I, kidding. I'm not Canada's gonna... probably more beautiful than America. But at what cost? Uh, um, good point. I mean, at what cost exactly? Um, there's nobody storming government buildings with guns, but there's other costs, I think. That stuff is still so crazy to me. What do you <laughs> even so... do about it? Um, well, nothing, Jason, because, you know, there's in this country, in, well, in your country, we right to bear arms above all. Yeah, if if you are white. Yeah, and dumb as hell. But I mean the 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 only real solution that I've heard people aka comedians talk about are just like every black person should exercise their right to do the same and they will change the gun laws in 24 hours. That's what that's what Charlemagne the God controversially said that recently. Oh really? Like all all black people go arm yourself after the Ahmad Arbery. He's like, go go yeah. arm yourself, like fuck it. Which is like, I don't really know why that's that controversial. I guess because he's like a you know considered a leader in the community. Um, I consider him a hack radio host, but he does have a he does have a far reaching voice. So he I, does. Under, I guess and I, it, 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 I, I think it's something that would actually work, but you know, it's also a very insane, scary, crazy thing to do. Uh yeah, I mean there's just too many guns, bro. What are we gonna do? Let's this whole episode is dedicated to eradicating <laughs> gun violence in this world. You know, Jason and I've been doing a lot of studying in the last two days since yeah. we, you heard from us. We're gonna pu- put on a pot of coffee and kind of figure this thing out once and for all. It's time. It's time for us to take a deep, deep look at this country and where the cracks are. Mm, um. Well, this this is going to be. We we've decided to schedule one episode a week. Where it's just the girls um, having a having banter, a little kiki with TJ. TJ's kiki hour, where <laughs> where we just kick it up, and what what are we going to talk about? We don't know, and uh, you know we we were doing so many episodes every week. It, it's good to get a little breathing room, check in on how we're doing. It's not always about the guests because we are the stars after all. That is a good point, and I I just want to be clear. I mean, we could deliver a fucking top-tier guest three times a week, no problem. It's more that Jason and I love to talk to each other without the interruption of a third party. That's right. And the same way that some people love to listen to our podcasts without the interruption of the hosts sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been hearing some feedback. You guys talk too much. Mm-hmm. Bitch, we're the hosts of the show. Our job is to talk. That's the, that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a um, it is a conversation, not an interview show. So um, you know, we are going to inject ourselves in in that conversation. And if you don't if you don't like it, you can go listen to freaking Joe Holder on uh, Mark Maron or something. Damn, Mark Maron, dude, that shit's crazy. What happened to him this week? <clears throat> well, not as crazy as what happened to the person that died, but yeah. No, no, I'm just saying it's like I, I I had no idea he was connected to that at all. Yeah, he's 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 always kind of secretive about who he's in relationships with. For well, if, if somebody listening doesn't know, he was like in a relationship with his partner for like a year or two 
and she was in the in, in in the biz like a movie producer and she passed away a few days ago out of nowhere she was a director she did glow like i think they i think they've known each other for a long time but she's like a mumblecore joe swanberg mm. uh stain but she she directed like pretty big tv like like not crazy shit but like cool stuff um yeah but but yeah i, I think she worked like, with eddie wong and some other people Oh yeah, she did. Yeah, she directed Fresh Off the Boat. Um, I think she directed the pilot, actually. Not to get too Hollywood. Um, okay. But no, it's like, I, that story is just crazy. I think when anybody dies during this shit, and it's not from Corona. It's almost shocking. It is, but people if they're not old. I mean, she's fifty-four years old, so it's like it's it's shocking that that's part of the reason, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird when those things happen to, you know, she's she's a a person who died who is famous in her own right, but because she was in a relationship with Mark Marin, it's just kind of all about Mark Marin because it's going to be like, who, who and what is he going to say about this? Like he has to do an episode about it and everyone is going to hate of course. and love listening to it. It's going to be this crazy cathartic thing, which is, I don't know, I guess, I guess dating that type of podcaster or personality person is like, Oh, I can't wait till blah, blah, blah's husband or wife dies because it's going to be a sick ass New Yorker piece, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I find it's, it's weird. I, I, he's so insufferable and just impossible to like at this point. But <laughs> I feel like the, the, when he gets, when he get I feel, feel like actually when he speaks on something like this, that's more personal. It actually is good because he's not being a fucking dumbass, and it's like it's impossible not to be pretty authentic because you're just so shell shocked, mm. you know. But I do think that like it takes away from the 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 actual you know act to act of what happened because you know he's famous and he talks about it and people. Someone could hear argue that saying. you're also maybe describing yourself or myself, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, if, the, I, if uh, I was the pain was of, of being a podcaster, you know, if I was rich, you could tell call me that all the time. Until I'm rich, keep it to yourself. <laughs> okay, you can unsubscribe. I've been telling people to unsubscribe. Like, like anybody who comes at me on Twitter, just unfollow me, dude. Like, leave me alone. Like, I, I don't, I don't care if you don't like the podcast, then don't listen to it. Like, unsubscribe. We're good. You can tell that Chris is turning into a real celebrity now, where he's he's <laughs> lamenting all of these issues of like, hey, bro. Uh-oh. Hey, bro, just, you don't well, like my shit? Just hit unfollow, dog. My haters well, make I, me stronger. I mean, my haters don't make me stronger. I just don't understand. Like, if I consume something I don't like, it's because I've went and searched it out knowing I'm not going to like it. I don't sub- actively subscribe to something I don't like to, to get in, enraged. That doesn't well, make sense Well, a me. lot of people do stuff like that. A lot of people hate watch or hate listen or, you know, I, I was listening to a podcast earlier today. Um the uh with pat Patton oswald and they they were talking about how the people who speak negatively about things with such accuracy um they really it's coming from a place of them actually loving something and the only reason why they know these sort of intricate specific details about something is because they they love it despite hating it at the same time and they just kind of can't quit it so maybe I that's guess how that, people I, feel about you, Chris. I mean, look, it's very possible. I they, mean, I do give, I do give a lot. So yeah, and you know, your the the brand that you've created has sort of almost teed yourself up to receive this type of feedback. You know, 
Oh, well, of course. I mean, I think whenever you're releasing smoke, the smoke will blow back. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, it's like if you're Howard Stern, you have to get used to the fact that you walk down the street and a construction worker is going to be like, hey, Howard, suck my freaking dick. Uh. Um, <laughs> and you're going to be like, oh, he likes it when I say that. You know, that's that's oh, uh, people think that you are going to like it when they're when they make fun of your taste in in hemlines or ascots or whatever, you know. I do. I don't not like it. It's just usually people aren't very clever. That's the issue. Like people mm. just don't. People just aren't good enough at it. Well, that's know? why they're in the sidelines. And that's right. And that's not. why they're. That's why in the in the you know in the words of uh, I believe Diplo and Chris Brown, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> is you know I see you hating outside the club because you can't even get in. <laughs> um, great intro to a great song from a great. <laughs> Uh, recording artist. I mean, Diplo did his thing on that, but we all know who carried the weight. <laughs> Diplo did his little thing on that. He did his little thing on it. You know, whatever it is that Diplo does to a do, Chris Brown do, song do, nowadays. Do, do, uh, that, I mean, that is honestly a fucking classic. Yeah, I know. And add it to the list. <laughs> add it to the impossibly long list of Breezy Bops. Breezy Bops Volume 2 coming out soon. On, on Mixcloud slash them jeans. <laughs> what if you what if you return to DJing was a Chris Brown mixtape? <laughs> that, that's actually a good idea. That's so funny. Yeah, you want to shake things up? <laughs> I only do Chris Brown mixtapes now. What is what is Diplo do? What is this thing he's doing? Is it on Twitch? He's doing um yeah, I think he's on Twitch and I have not seen it, but people have told me about what he does and He'll have shows where he DJs and has friends on and they interact in the Zoom chat and all of that. And he also, he, I think he also just had a, <clears throat> a new, another kid recently. Oh, you know Ripolo's got another mixed baby on the way. You already know the vibes? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. And it, it's, I mean, it's pretty sick because he's like, I, I, to be that level of famous where like you're, I've seen him saying like wow future and diplo had the best mother's day you know what i mean like he's in that mm-hmm. future has like nine babies mamas diplo has maybe two maybe three mm-hmm. so he's but i guess in the dj category he's he's that guy he's the future of djs when it comes to un, uh, children without wet you know uh, marriage <laughs> it's true i mean it's it, it, even though djing has become a huge thing and, you know, it's a very popular genre of music that makes a lot of money. It's still, you know, big fish in a small pond in terms of celebrity status. Like, sure. there's not too many DJs out there that, like, you know, like my mom knows uh, knows about and, like, a regular person would want to fuck. And Diplo is one yeah. of those people, you know? Yes. For, and and no, shot, no shots at you, but, di- you're, you know, Diplo uh, is... A, <laughs> Are you going to is- say... <laughs> Are you going to say that Diplo is hotter and more successful than me? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. No shots. I mean, it's true, but you know, he's able to, he's able to clean up. Uh, he's able to clean up, um, because he is, but I think he's like, I mean, DJs aren't known as a good looking genre of people. And they're not known as people who are, um, good and passionate, generous lovers, I would say. I didn't know. Have you had sex with them? 
Um, I'm, I'm just saying, no, you know, if somebody's looking at like an R&B singer or, you know, like somebody who, I guess like the sex appeal of a DJ is not super high on, um, on a larger scale, I suppose. You know what I mean? They're usually kind of ugly bedroom, homely looking people, malnourished, you know, not many of them have a six pack. And if they do, it's in a weird way, you know? Uh, that that's true. I mean, I'm trying to think of DJs whose faces I can think of, and it's basically Diplo, Dead Mouse, and you, <laughs> Mount Rushmore, so baby. I was about to say that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's pretty good for you. That's a Mount Rushmore. You know, you're the you're the yeah. one that doesn't belong. And w- well, one of those three DJs wears a wears a masked helmet over his head because you know he's not necessarily pulling down the pulling down num- big numbers like Diplo and I are doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not forget about, what's the other guy? that Marshmallow. He wears a helmet too. Yeah, nobody wants to fuck Marshmallow even though he's a fucking millionaire and very, very successful. Nobody's like, I want to fuck nobody. Marshmallow. <laughs> I mean, T- Tiesto looks like a damn, damn Michelin man. Like, he looks crazy. Tiesto has fucked so much. He's done very good for himself in in that. Did he was he outside. was he better was he better looking when he was younger or just not fat? Yeah, he's one of those rare people that looked better when they were younger. Um, I know it sounds hard <laughs> to believe, but when he was well, twenty two, he was he was killing it harder than at fifty eight. Both of us both of us look better now than we did. When no, we were that's 22. a good point. That's a good no point. No cap. No, that is no cap. that is full cappy. I agree with that. Um, he he did not get like. He did not have like a queer eye makeover at age 48 and then suddenly become cool and fuckable. He was just, oh, he was wearing deep V's and Armani exchange pants at 22 and he's doing the same thing right now. Not, not bad. I do like the consistency. I agree. He's got a type. Um, so we, um, you, you just released a, a different podcast today and I was, I was listening to that. Um, yeah. You, you told me I should give it a listen. You had a lot of content come out today. You had um, there was I a, did, a GQ well, piece about sobriety in in the quarantine, which um, you know nothing nothing that I didn't already know, having been um, you know having discussed a lot of that with you on this show. Yeah, no, but I mean, good I, for I good for the GQ audience to soak up. I I mean I think people are you know it's a dark time. In, in many ways, and I think people are getting turned up for sure. Do you know anyone that has had any type of like relapse or any like real issue or re- struggle with it? No, I don't know anybody personally, but I saw some wild shit like on uh, on Twitter. Somebody's like older mother who had been sober for years, like got drunk and fell and hit her head and died. Like hadn't Ooh. drank in like you know, fifteen or twenty years or something, and like couldn't yeah. Which I mean, obviously that's an extreme story, but but um, I'm sure there's 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 many more minor issues going on in the world. Um, yeah, but I I, I don't I'm, know. I'm very grateful that my desire to do that stuff has not really increased at all. I mean, I think that I'm interested. I mean, if there's underground parties going on, there's definitely people sitting in their house fucking doing coke. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is so fucked. So, I, mean, I mean, do you know do mushrooms right now? Great. Smoke a little weed right now? Great. But you know, coke. It's just what's it gonna do? And 
if you're you're already like breaking rules and doing bad stuff, you're like you're already breaking quarantine, you're partying, you're fucking strangers without a condom. You're already doing <laughs> dirt if you are doing coke right now. If you can't just yeah, hang I agree. out for a couple of months without coke. Can you imagine somebody like on a on a Zoom call and they're talking a mile a minute and the forty minutes runs out and they're like frantically trying to restart the Zoom while doing a bump? It's pretty cool when you think about uh, that. <laughs> I mean, I think I thank God every day that I don't have the desire to do that. I, I thank God for you too, because we're much more productive this way. Damn right. Um, but your your podcast public announcement which is a podcast that you did i realized that you hadn't put out another episode since 2018 <laughs> 22 months we were we were dormant and then you 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 slide slide on back onto the scene out of nowhere with an episode where you record a cover song <laughs> of an obscure late 80s power pop singer and uh, Chris is the singer of this song. So what do you what do you think about the whole? Did you listen to the whole show? I did listen to the whole show. Yes. Let's get let's give an an unvarnished TJ take. I I thought it was I listened to it for the first time in a long time today, and I, I like the information that was there. It was a pretty deep dive. I mean, you know, it was there. You know, it was it was what is the guy's name? Jesse. Or Tommy Keen. Tommy Keen, yeah. It was yeah, it was about this guy who was like, you know, uh, a genius musician of a of a certain genre in a certain time that not a not a lot of people know, didn't really get his his shining credit. The real heads know who he is and the you know, you got educated about him. And then, you know, and then it was more so just about you, you know? And uh, and your singing of of one of those songs. Well, Jay, it was like I said, it was kind of like a Make a Wish Foundation situation, <laughs> I think, because uh, Jay Jay masterminded the whole thing, and I I thought I didn't know if it would like actually happen, you know. So then when it did, I was pretty fucking nervous. Yeah, I was. I mean, I would be. We did it. In, we did it in the room. Like I'm in the. That's live. Like when did you, when did you record like this? Two days ago. Oh, probably no, like six months ago, probably. Oh, shit. Yeah, or maybe maybe less, but about that. Yeah. So I mean, it was, but it was like me in a room with eight people who were all like professional musicians. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> and they all know me. Like I know them all. You know, some more than others. So it's like they're so like, this really does this? feel like a make a wish. Yeah, totally. Totally. And there was like you know multiple. There was a producer, and we got it mastered and mixed, and you know, it's a <laughs> it's a whole it's like a whole thing. It's coming out. It's coming out on iTunes and Spotify. So what are the legal? ramifications of selling a song a cover song oh there's not any they they do all this stuff behind the scenes so that the the songwriter gets the the majority of the uh royalties okay good yeah so i mean the millions and millions we're gonna make so he'll the estate will be able to buy another house or something with with the, bu- exactly. with the bucks off of that yeah exactly but the i thought i thought your i thought your singing sounded pretty good if you want to hear chris black sing <laughs> a song give it a listen I, um, I, the, the, the process of doing that and really recording and then going back and doing overdubs and harmonies and all that shit was really interesting to do because like, I understand how that works, you know, in, on a top line way, mm-hmm. but when you actually go do it, it's, it's a very, it's a lot more physically taxing than I thought it would be. 
Yeah, you know, not not every. It's probably a muscle that you have to work out. You know, like I mean, I felt crazy. Like I felt crazy. Like after singing all day, I like you need to like lay down, basically. <laughs> really? So I, I, I mean, mean, you, I, you I, left I, it I all in the booth. I left it all in the booth, of course, but I also think it's more just like there's like levels to the breath control and things that these professionals like have learned and, and yeah you don't and you don't have the, the stamina of like a Chris Brown or something where you're able to no, kind of no, do I track don't. after track with such um, you know genius dripping into the mic exactly exactly but, but I'm proud of you issue. thanks Jason mm-hmm. um, it was it was a, it was a, it was a fun experience and I feel like people are I feel like it's one of those things too where people don't fully get it and they have to listen to the whole podcast. So I feel like the the opinions will will take a while to trickle in. Oh, people people will listen to the whole episode and still not get it. Don't worry. You think? I mean, well, I guess get. I don't know. Like I, I you told me what the episode was and what it was about, so I knew. But I I wonder I wonder if I was just going in. Raw. You know, raw dog i don't know I, I, I don't know if i would know what was going on or why it was happening that's fair if i, I mean, can deliver sense. it to you unvarnished i love i love that delivery from you um <laughs> but look i'm just glad it's out in the world i just i feel like this is really this is something we worked on for a long time and there's there's another there's another part to it too so so is the other pod gonna come back come back online with with a normal schedule I would not go that far. Um, the I normal mean, schedule just, being once every four months. I think once every four months could be possible, um, but we'll see. Jay, Jay is putting together, this actually benefits this podcast too, but Jay is putting together a mobile rig for me. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, just because he was like, you should have this. Even if you guys want to keep How Long Gone, like lo-fi, you should just have this because it's easy to carry around and like, it's it's cheap, so you should just. I'll buy it and put it together. We'll we'll send it to you. CB's rig. Now this this is going to be a real professional sounding show. Now, I I do though find the I know listening to public listening to public announcement day and hearing my voice through the proper microphone with all the compression shit. I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, this does this does in fact hit different. <sighs> you deserve it. I'm 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 not the only person who should sound really really good. Um, I mean, you do it too. You, you, yeah, you sound good, but I mean, we, oh, we didn't have a chance to discuss Man Repeller. I, I was number one on the voice list. I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. I mean, you sound good, I guess, like because you have a microphone, but I have the raw materials that people are looking for and responding to. Yeah, manrepeller.com <laughs> is, uh, did a story about the best voices. And that was a weird. That was a weird sentence because I was like, "Does it mean like literally your voice is good, no, or I is think it, it like no? It meant the, like timbre of my voice. <laughs> timbre. So 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 your your actual literal voice was ranked number one on the Man Repeller list of podcast voices. Well, I don't look. I mean, walk I me through the they, DMs. What are, what do they look like after that? Not a single one. No one's. No one. I, I didn't even know it went up. It took eight eight days for me to figure it out. Uh, oh, damn, the know. failing man repeller needs to get their shit stepped up. I uh, know. What's the SEO looking like, man repeller? Mm. Uh, I didn't know. I, I wasn't. I don't know if that list was actually ranked. I think it was more just like you know, thrown out there. But look, there but, are numbers. There is a one. There is a two. There is a three. And you had a one next to you, so you should take that's that. That's true. 
Thank you, TJ. But you know, you should take it too. As my support, as my support staff, I think it's really important for me to recognize you in that honor as well. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so nice of you. <laughs> I mean, uh, most podcasters do have a, a dumb voice. I was, I was, it's kind of making me wonder, like, who actually has a good voice for podcasting? It's probably more women than men, I guess. I would think so. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, like the daily guy that people like so much, like his voice makes me want to punch him. No, no, no. It's crazy. His voice, but I don't understand how people listen to that. It's like distracting. Because it used to, Ira Glass used to be number one for for having that voice for a podcast. Do you you remember when Ira Glass had a TV show for like three episodes and it just bombed? Yes. Just like Bill Simmons' TV show. My favorite moment. My favorite Ben Affleck on pills moment. (laughs) Big ass bomb. Nobody uh, can cross I mean, over. Well, they haven't met. They haven't met how long gone yet. That's Woo! the fucking problem. Hollywood, here we come. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get the Hulu deal. Don't worry. Well, I do think that it's it's also it is, the Bill Simmons one to me is more crazy that he couldn't cross over. But that like because it's like sports, people don't even care. Like I think the fact that it was on HBO is what fucked him. He should have been on ESPN. Yes, true. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's where his audience is. But I figure I assumed his audience is both like an ESPN Miller Lite bro and also a little bit higher minded city sports dork. You know what I mean? I thought it was like a pretty wide swath. Right. Is It does not do rock climbing, but is thinking about getting into it. Yes, definitely has a $10,000 road bike and 20 extra pounds. Oh. <laughs> I got I got I got in a lot of trouble for a tweet about the last dance yesterday. Um, what did your tweet say yesterday? Um, the last dance being the Michael Jordan ESPN, the, uh, the unavoidable Michael Jordan. I still haven't seen it. I've watched it here. Here. Um, let's see. We are living in a post, the last dance society. We now must endure days of men arguing about a basketball documentary, AKA a decent Nike commercial on social media. Like it actually matters. Ooh, yes. But I you like know, it. Jason, I like that. But the issue, the issue about this that I have is that he, Michael Jordan himself, the subject in the documentary was granted final cut of of the documentary. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we're not getting the tea. Like it's not if he gets to sign off on it, it's it's not what I want to watch. I agree, one hundred percent. Anytime the documentary, you you can you can watch a documentary, and it even if they don't divulge that info that they have final final say on it. It, it has a stink you know. to it. You like know. there was that documentary about um, about Dr. Dre. Um, it was like a year or two ago. It was, it was about him and Jimmy Iovine. The- yeah, him and Jimmy Iovine. What's it called? Yeah. The un- um, Unforgettables or Unstoppables? Yeah, 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 yeah. Unfuckwithables, I believe. But <laughs> the whole thing was just like a commercial for them. It was, like, it was a commercial was, for Beats, Apple, and then the, yeah. the two of them as people. And then, I mean, I learned. Them I learned giving them, stuff yeah, I learned a lot of stuff. But at the end, it's like, and now we built, you know, we donated all of our money because we feel guilty about having like dozens of people killed over the years. Yeah. And now we yeah. opened like a music wing at USC, a school for all of our rich friends, kids to pay money to get into. And that we, that we, this named after us. Don't get it twisted. Right. We still have our name on it. And now, I, and now we are, we are, our, our, uh, our slate has been wiped clean and we are innocent of our crimes. I, I mean, I like that more because I'm more interested in music than I am in sports, but Same. And I, I, and I watched the whole documentary and I enjoyed it. 
It's the same thing. But there's a Serena, doc- a Serena Williams documentary on HBO that, that I watched on play once because I was just really flat bored. And it was insane. It was just like a commercial for her. It was, it was like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't understand, but this is the, I think this trend is in line with like all of these, like Beyonce, not letting someone interview her for the cover of Vogue, you know, she <laughs> writes an essay or like her brother or her husband or her mom interview, like that shit is awful and killing journalism. And, and this is the same thing with documentaries. You can't let the subject have a say in the, in the contents or we're not going to get anything that's that interesting. Mm-hmm. That is that is full cucked media and all people who do not choose to participate in real journalism. We have to um, we have to use our speak with our wallets and 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 stop giving them money. Exactly. Luckily, I don't pay for HBO. So, <laughs> yeah, but like I, I agree with all of that completely and it fucking sucks. And it really is going to be the end of a lot of, you know, people you know, just being open and people being confident in themselves. Like if, if you, if you're not, if you're too afraid to have somebody who's not on a member of your payroll in, to interview you, then, you know, what do you, what you have to be hiding something? Well, also like, I, I mean, Michael Jordan, I think has literal bodies in the closet, you know, definitely um, his, own, his own fathers. But I think that like, what do you care, dude? You're 60 years old. You're filthy fucking rich. Everybody knows you're kind of shitty. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, at, at a certain point, what do you, what's the, what's the difference? Like no one's going to, no one is going to stop buying your shoes or thinking you're the greatest basketball player alive. If they found out you fucked some prostitutes and did some coke. Well, I think Nike might disagree That's with true. that. <clears throat> he it's probably fair. doesn't give a fuck. And hopefully, I mean, could you imagine one day if he, he breaks his contract with Nike. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't that be? Imagine if Jordan signed to Yeezy. Damn! When so so Jordan jumped over the Jumpman himself. That's crazy. The Jumpman jump over the Jumpman himself. Get signed by <laughs> Yeezy. <laughs> Woo! Damn, that would be fire. Virgil well, I mean, doesn't know what to do. Damn, Virgil will be lost, bro. What would it be? Damn, that's a lot. To, that would really that would really shake the world. Unfortunately, I don't think Jordan has the appetite for that at this stage, late stage in his life. All yeah. he wants to do is chew on cigars and fuck white women. You know, I can't blame the guy. But no, I can't. No, not at all. Between no between Jordan picks, smoking the cigar, and me going back through um, the Sopranos with with Bay, I have been cigars have been catching my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna go buy a cigar, and I'm never gonna start smoking cigars. But but have you tried to smoke a cigar before? Yeah, of course. It's it's not good. It's weird. It's it. I agree that the 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 like visual appeal is there, but smoking a cigar sucks. Yeah, I mean, I love a cig. I love the the way a, a pipe smells. I don't think I'm going to hit the point where I become a, a pipe smoker. That's a little too steampunky. That, um. Okay, but when well, you, I, but when you walk by like you know a couple of old guys on on the porch smoking a pipe, it, it's like a very wonderful, nice smell. Damn, I didn't know you lived in Virginia. Where the <laughs> fuck are you seeing that, bitch? No one does that. Look, uh, <laughs> I think that I think that all it's it's when you're it's the white man's life, hookah, the pipe smoke. You know, you got, you got good, nice fruity a, flavors. You have some that's a good point. Vanillas and all that stuff, mahogany's and. But but I think that the issue with with I mean a pipe you inhale correct, I think so yeah. 
A cigar, you don't. That's still a major, you know. That's, that's the other you, thing about it. It smells like when, shit, and you don't even get to inhale, and it doesn't when you've taste been, good. When you've been taught to inhale your whole life to feel something, it's a very difficult <laughs> habit to break, I feel like. I agree with that. But it, but it also makes me wonder, what is all the fuss? Why? I, I have the same problem with, with um, food and restaurants a lot. Well, I guess I used to when restaurants existed but <laughs> but like i would go to a restaurant with a, like a group of like foodie people or like you know people who work in food media people whose opinions i would assume were respected and trusted and they and we'd be eating a, all eating the same dish and they'd be like oh so fucking good i fucking love it blah 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 blah, blah. and i would eat it and be like it's not really hitting for me and it's either like is the dish bad and I'm the only one who knows it or is the dish good and I am not able to recognize the subtleties and, you know, complexities of this. And I feel the same thing about cigars. mm, I mean, it seems like it's predominantly an old man's game. So maybe there's something about our palates that's just not matured enough yet. Mm, I need to get more dusty. I mean, I didn't know if that was possible, um, but yes, (laughs) you, yes, you, maybe you should. I mean, I think it's also just one of those things that can get expensive, so people fetishize it. And it's like a bro thing. You know, you like go with your boys and sit mm-hmm. in a room with leather chairs and puff on cigs or puff on cigars and talk about, you know, the NFL or whatever. Yeah, I agree. And, and it, I, it's like a cig that lasts for an hour and a half. So that, I, that I mean, part I understand its, its, um, its benefit. I don't think it looks as cool as cigs. Definitely not. But that's okay. But you can chomp on it, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, and you can have it in your mouth for a long time without even lighting it. Just having it there and letting that, that nicotine just kind of soak into your gums. That's got to be pretty cool. I mean, I love nicotine and I love my gums. So, um, I, was, I was recently – a lot of people are talking about Lena Dunham talking about poppers. Because she didn't know – because she didn't know how to use them. Well, she her description of of the effects of it were not in line with anyone who has done poppers. Before. <laughs> what were what were, what were she, did she act like it was coke or something? No, she said she like did did them and it just made her eat a whole cheesecake. And everyone was like, "That's not what happens on poppers, sis." And then, I, but I was thinking like, you don't you don't know what happens in Lena Dunham's house. Like, that's she, true. She, it doesn't take much to have her eat a whole cheesecake i don't think it's i think she says to look at it you know what i mean <laughs> but i mean <laughs> have you done poppers can, before chris i feel like i've done poppers but i feel like it was during like a phase of doing nitrous too <laughs> um yeah they they definitely are, are i feel like are i feel sisters. like there was a time i lived in a in a very shitty apartment that was surrounded by like a bunch of skateboarders and um mm. i lived with a guy who sold coke and we would mm. do weird we would have downer sundays um so sometimes we would hit the we would crack the nitrous cans we would smoke opium we would smoke weed you know a little bit of a little bit of everything uh, downer sundays is news to me by the way what do you mean? So, so I mean, you have. I don't think you've ever told me about this. Oh, I mean, I was like, I was literally like twenty years old, and okay. for some reason, we were we were able to get opium, and we would smoke it. We would like put opium on top of an AOL AOL CD. Still came, and they would be on like 
they came in those like tins. You uh-huh. know what I mean? I know what you mean. And we'd put the opium on top, light it on fire, get it smoking, and then put a put a toilet toilet tissue tube on uh-huh. our mouth and lean over and get a big, nice lung full of that. <laughs> so fire. so like in like in old movies from the sixties where you see people just kind of like curled over in a dark den. You take a hit and then you lay back down and kind of fall asleep for four hours all sweaty. Like that's what you were doing? Uh, I, I, I was a little bit cooler than that, I like to think. But it wasn't. It also wasn't cooler than that because it was like me and another dude. What happens, you know? when you, what happens when you smoke opium? I mean opium is that's – just, that's just raw dog heroin, right? You, you feel fire. It's amazing. Are you kidding me? It's fire. <laughs> it was, it's weird though that we had such a line on it. I don't know why because we would all, we also had a lot of hash at the time too. I don't. There must have been somebody that just had it, you know. Yeah, ha- yeah. You don't hear too much about the hash and the opium connection. Maybe you, ha- no, you, had, the you had the Moroccan homie or something. Because the hash was fire. Because you the hash. Well, you really real heads know you like twist it and get it like a thin worm, and then you lay it. You stick it to the rolling paper or the blunt wrap. And then put the weed in it, so then you're so it's smoking even all the way down. Mm-hmm. I've seen those those types of turbo joints that are all wrapped in hash oil and all that shit. It's too fucked up for me, but it, but it does sound very cool to smoke a little opium on a Sunday and then just you know, it was cool. Watch, but the you office. know what? You know what? Unlike Lena Dunham, that didn't make me eat anything. So I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. did she? I mean, when did you do poppers? I mean, what time is it? No, I, I mean, mean I, I've, I've done poppers a bu- not a bunch, maybe like twenty times or something. Uh, I would say I, the very first time I ever had it was just like being in the club DJing, and then somebody comes up to me and sticks <laughs> it in front it in of my nose. yes, puts <laughs> it in my nose and and tells me to inhale, and I was like, whoa, what the fuck was that? And then I've taken it before, just I've never like gotten down like a, a popper k-hole which i've seen um i've only i've always known when to just take a little little pop and then pull back because i've seen people get too like spun out on it and it's not cute at all i mean why is it is it predominantly a gay thing just because it gives you a chub uh it doesn't give you a chub it makes but it, it makes you but it makes you you know it makes you a, li- a little saucy it doesn't make you. It doesn't just like turn you horny, but no, no, I know. But it's but like the you know when you it when, allegedly when relaxes your muscles, especially in and around your butt, your butthole. I did know that, okay, but so that but I, I don't. It's 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 not an on and off switch. It's not really. I mean, I never but much I like never nitri- tried nitrous. That, but like nitrous, it's a quick hit. Oh yeah, yeah. It is a quick. Yeah, hit. it's like a it's like a you know two minute experience. So you have a like, whiff. Yeah, you giggle for a couple minutes. You feel a little, little like kind of woozy, nauseous in a fun way. You get a little spacey, and then and then it goes away. And you got to get more. Well, I mean, sounds cool, but doesn't make me want to eat a cheesecake. No, um, I was driving by the Pantages Theater yesterday and saw that Hamilton was supposed to be playing there right now, and then it. <laughs> And it did bring me a little joy to see the to see Hamilton not being able to perform its show well, to anyone. Well, unfortunately, Jason, I wanted to it's coming. That. It's coming to television. <laughs> they moved. They moved it up. It's coming to television like in July, I think. I don't know. It's. I'm sure it's on a premium network, but I'm not sure which one. But that's like official. It's going to be. Is it going to be a movie or like a TV series? 
Probably going to be a series. Uh, no, I think it's going to be like a, a, a one-time. Oh, special, they're just going to know, do like the a, whole play. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. One yeah. take, one take. I feel like they have it probably and they've been sitting on it. It's ready and they were just going to promote the show of it for three months and then put it out, but I guess they moved it up. I mean, I you know, people who like Hamilton, uh, what do you think it is? Like, what do you think the, like, what are you, is, is it just a, a testament to how corny the world is? I think it's like people who, the, the, I mean, I understand the people who just think it's cool and funny and like, oh man, I learned about stuff and I had raps and hip hop and that was cool to see. I understand that part, but the part that I always try to figure out are like, who are the intelligent, talented people who also like it? Like, I'm sure Larry David thinks it's amazing. And I think well, that's probably think, just an th- age thing for him. Well, I think Hollywood types like it because of the how maybe how well it's performed and like the rigors behind that and mm-hmm. like how well it's how well it's done financially. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they can't separate themselves from the business positive sides. Yeah, it could be that, but I mean, it's just kind of it makes. I guess it goes back to what I was saying before about about cigars or eating food of like. Am, am I am I missing something? Am I so blocked that I'm missing some beauty and greatness in Hamilton? Like maybe I have to see it on Molly to finally let my walls down. But but, but TJ, that's not no good. Something good should be able. You should be able to ingest it and enjoy it. Yeah, with, under the influence or not. No, I mean I need to, to have, have my negative opinions about things because it it makes me who I am. Well, speaking of negative opinions about things. Um, how do you feel about my king back on the street, 6'9"? How have we not covered this until now? Well, I saw a crooked Ariana coming for him. And Justin <laughs> Bieber trying to come for him. I mean, first of all, welcome back to the streets. I saw Snoop, uh, Snoop Dogg was coming for him as well. Uh, a lot of people are coming for him. Uh, do you, I, I mean, with, with him, it's like, it, look, if if the world has to decide, very like I, I'm, I'm, he's in purgatory right now. Like the world needs to decide: are they going to kill him or are they going to let him live? And that's uh, and that's all it comes down to. And then whoever is is going to make a bunch of money off of him, you know, he they sort of get to decide if he's going to live or not. I mean, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I was listening to Brilliant Idiots, my favorite podcast, and. Um, <sighs> You know, Charlemagne said he I haven't listened to is that is that show still on? <laughs> Dude, it's huge. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, he said I, that he would suck six nines dick. Yeah, if he, ever he got would out. suck six nines dick if he ever got out. So the first episode after he got out, uh, the co-host Andrew was like, "So um, mm-hmm. I guess we should talk about this." He's like, "I don't want to talk about this." And went on this whole rant about how it's like it makes him sad. And it's unfortunate. It's this thing on the community. And I'm like, bro, you said you would suck this guy's dick if he got out of jail. You can't get serious now. Well, I mean, the problem with sucking dick is it's a it's a two way street, you know. Takashi has to agree to this as well. That's an interesting point, Jason. That's a very interesting point, and you know, that's that's not something that I considered. Mm-hmm. Um, but if but I, just, I, but I like to also think that you know Takashi would be a good sport and agree to doing it because he would get such pleasure out of it, even I mean, if he's not. He'd be like, you know, no homo, but I want I want to see <laughs> Charlemagne suck my dick because that would bring me pleasure. I get that's that. true. It'd be pleasure, and I mean, I don't think that. I I just think that the whole attitude about him, like people, if if you are not a a true 
gang member. I don't want to hear you call somebody a snitch, you dork. Like you don't you don't get to wait. You don't get oh, no, I can't fuck with a snitch. Like what are you talking about? Right. Like you're a creative director. You can't there's no snitching in your world. It doesn't these these street rules do not apply to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the only snitching yep. you're doing is involving like a WeWork parking spot. Yeah, no, the new snitching for white people is when you see somebody without a mask on. <laughs> that's true. That that's what that's the new snitching is 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 tattletailing is is what I call <laughs> it. It's fucking tattletale. Do you do you think that six nine is going? They're going to let him live, or do you think he's just going to die soon? Oh, he'll definitely die soon. You um, think so? But what what? Well, how soon is soon? I don't know how soon he'll no he'll be around for a while maybe I mean look there's I don't probably think Vegas numbers on his on his life oh definitely but I also don't think he's that like I, I just don't think he's that like if a if a teenage girl can post his location on fucking Instagram and he has to move like he ain't that protected mm, is that what happens yeah like the neighbor saw like the neighbor saw his car out, like a, a young girl or boy I don't know I don't know which but like saw saw it on <laughs> like, saw it on. Oh damn! I live next door to Takashi Six Nine now. This is crazy. Yeah, because dude, he lived in like a fucking Long Island development with like a pool in the middle. Like he wasn't, he wasn't on some, he wasn't damn, that bro. sequestered. You know what I mean? He he got to go to Montana. I mean, where can he really go? That's the problem. I mean, when you look like Bozo the Clown with face mm-hmm. tattoos, like you can't really go anywhere. But I mean, the discourse. I don't fully understand what Ariana and Bieber are so mad about. Like, because he. He came for them and said they were everybody's cheating to get number ones because they can't do ticket bundles right now. So mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, you got your friends calling or whatever. They're spending fucking thirty racks to get you. It doesn't. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. But it's, like, it's been happening for decades. I mean, it's it's yes, that is how the music payola is one of the greatest parts of the music business, and I'm happy to see it's still going on. Personally, mm-hmm. <laughs> darn tootin', darn tootin'. But I, I don't know what. I want six nine to. I mean, I I think it's. I think he's hilarious. I think that he should stick around. And you know, everyone is a fucking snitch. It doesn't matter anymore. Everybody is a snitch, and I don't think like I just don't get it, man. I don't, I don't get it. Like, why why do people care? Like, is the music good? It's okay. You know, I don't think that song is great. Have you listened to it? Yeah, his new song is not that good, but his old music very good. <laughs> we, we're we are a pro six nine podcast you would say correct yeah we are i mean you know like that's that type of rap music like that's like most almost all popular rap music you know it's it's basically just like wrestling you know and once you remove that from it and realize that it's all just some charade then you know you just see who plays the game the best and those people always succeed and six nine is playing that game really really i well. agree i mean t- to me that's what celebrity in general is in yeah you have ways. to come out you have to beef you have to talk shit on everyone else you have to stir it up that's what that's just what people want to see at the end of the day they don't want to see some boring ass rapper like they don't they, cur- they don't want to see currency releasing a new freaking ep <laughs> or something talking about cars and weed <laughs> old chevys and weed you know, you're just not going to move. You know, you 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 need to call people out. You need to say wild, out of pocket shit. That's I mean, what, that's he is the, the he is the him in that IG live video. He gets one of his hoes to come take his chain off because it's too heavy. That is just, I mean, see, and he it's good stuff. And he thought about, he planned it out, he executed it, and it worked out quite well. I truly think he's an idiot savant. Like I think he's dumb as a fucking rock, but he's found the one thing he's good at, and it's it's 
manipulating the media basically yeah <laughs> like you know and i don't think the, i think everything else is secondary like the music that's why the music will never be that good again probably is because he's so focused on mm. the other stuff now you mm. know yeah that's true but you know i could see him coming around and being like you know what i took some notes i, I watched some footage some tape and I, i'll make some changes and come back around i think i see it happening um i got some twitter questions we sent out some tweets right. earlier um, some tennis nomad wants to know what our our tennis gear setup is. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, unfortunately, I'm not well versed enough. I mean, I don't even know. I know that I have a Yonix racket. I have a Yonix and a Babolat. I have, I have, both, I have a couple rackets. I wear. <laughs> why I do wear you have? Nine- why do you have multiple rackets, Chris? Because it's always have. You got to have a couple sticks in your bag just in case you break a string. <laughs> The uh, fuck you mean? Why do I have two? You're looking on 15 just to flex. <laughs> okay, okay. <clears throat> uh, I, I, okay, I, got now, it. I wear I wear Nike. I wear the Nike like they're like a cage shoe. I really like them actually. So um, you have a special. You have an actual tennis shoe. That I you have play to wear. I, I, I'm so afraid of injury and fucking up my workout routine that mm. I will buy whatever the because tennis shoes make a difference when you're slot running around and stopping and starting you need like a different kind of support I, like I, yeah, I've, I've actually never tried actual shoes that you're supposed to wear when you're playing tennis I just I keep, I, pair, always, I keep do you need them dude I keep a pair in New York I keep a pair in LA I keep a pair in Atlanta just in case <laughs> damn you really are a pro gear pro attitude um, well it lifestyle. was it was when I got invited to play, at, I got to play at the, um, the grass courts in Queens, like during the U.S. Open last year mm. for this like racket racket magazine event. It had to be you had to wear tennis whites, um, mm. so I had to buy a pair of white ones, and I have black ones in L.A. And then Atlanta, I have some garbage shoes I bought, but I do wear them when I play there. Yeah, for shoes, shoes for me, I just always wear you know whatever shoes that are kind of old and beat up because once you slide and pivot a bunch, it it destroys your shoes very quickly. I will say what I need to invest in that I think is more valuable than I realize is the the sweatband, the arm sweatband. Mm. That is it, a big thing. Especially now that it's going to be warm out, like I'm going to be drenched and I just, I can't, I can't lose grip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and it especially comes in handy when you're going mask off shirtless on the court. You need, of you course. need those sweatbands to, otherwise your racket will be flying out of your hands every five seconds. You know, a couple of years ago, uh, one of my friends, Garrett Colton, who, who used to live in LA and, but now he lives in Oklahoma City. He's like a, he sells vintage stuff and books and, and everything. And he, for some reason, came on a box of white tennis shorts in my size, like all different Nike prints. <laughs> there's even, there's even a Bulletary Academy pair. Ooh. Like, so, and I've had them forever. And then when I need to, like, when I play in Toronto with Alex's dad, it's whites on, it's, 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 you have to wear tennis whites in <laughs> whites only. And, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of a whites only tennis uh, tennis club before. Yeah, there's a lot of them out there. Um, and so I, I have, and then I just buy some white Uniqlo polos, and I'm good to go. Damn our our um, our tennis worlds are two very different ones, and I like that. Well, I mean, I you know I learned from the gear god, so it's yeah. like I like being I, the wrong side of the tracks underdog, and you're the um, you know you're the clubhouse pro snooty rich kid that i have to defeat yes yes and i think that that is i i don't even i guess i bought i go to tenniswarehouse.com and just cop up it's all pretty cheap that's the thing mm-hmm. like it's nothing is that expensive which i like about 
the sport in general. It's all like very reasonably priced. Well, whenever um, whenever we're both in the same in the same town again, we will set up the the Twitch Patreon and we will do a full <laughs> tennis match. You and I. Um, it's a, it's you know, a good the, idea for actually. the fans. For the fans, because Chris Chris has gotten really good at tennis in the last um, six months, from what I've heard. So it, it it should be a good match. I'm I'm very rusty, but luckily I think in Atlanta I'm going to have somebody to hit with, so I'll be able to slowly bring it back. Uh, I was just kidding. I'm I'm going to easily beat you at tennis. Not really too much of a problem. Jason, the problem is, is that you don't have the athleticism that I have, and and that is going to st- slow you down. So, so when we're on fourth or fifth set, that's when <laughs> I'm going to start getting a little gassed, and then you'll have me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When you're when you're like walking around and and pushing the clock, and the umpire's yelling at you for mm-hmm. taking too much time to serve, that's when I'm just bouncing. So you really come court, alive post well, like after hour four. That's when hour you. Four. That's when you start <laughs> kind of pulling that's ahead. That's where your marathon that, training really starts to kick in. That's when the CB afterburners click on, and I cannot be stopped. Damn, um, how's your serve looking? Serve not great, uh, mm. but I don't think that that that's that's the final piece of the puzzle. I think as far <laughs> as the game goes, and then you'll and then you'll be ready for the press. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then I'll be able. Then I'm I'm on the tour. Perfect marks across the board. Once you get that serve up, then you're really going to be a force to be reckoned with. I'm assuming. Exactly. Well, I I think it's going to be soon. I mean, like I've they they reopened the tennis courts here in LA. I've already played once. Um, it'll it'll happen again. Oh, damn! Um, Sorry. They've reopened the NASCAR track in Montreal as well. But yeah, I'm mean, gonna I'm gonna whoop your ass and we're gonna put it on Twitch. It's gonna be sick. Next question um, is uh, a question for Done to Death. Is TJ a barb? He strikes me as an early admirer of Nicki Minaj. Please go off, Jonas. I, interesting I actually, question. I I saw that question. I really liked it, and I'm gonna say without full knowledge, yes. I think the answer the answer is is yes. I am a could, I'm an early barb. <laughs> I'm an early barb. <laughs> well, I feel like because when she was really popping in the early days, she had slaps. You were DJing a lot, and you needed to you needed Nikki. I mean, you know, say what uh, she has she has turned into a little bit too much of a cuckoo nowadays, much like a uh, Lady Gaga or you know many other people. In that don't world. come, don't come for Gaga like that. What's your favorite song off her newest album? Bitch, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. it doesn't matter. Exactly, she's fucking. She's cemented legend after a star is born, and the other shit, the acoustic record that Ronson. Yeah, did. there's That's a, a lot of these people are cemented legends, but they they hit a a, a peak and then you know like what, no, what's your true. favorite Britney Spears song off of her new album? You don't even know what it's called. Nobody does. But you're right. No, okay, okay, TJ, okay. Look, I'll go on. So, but, the answer, but the answer to the question is yes. You're a barb. I would, yeah, I would. I don't. I'm, yeah. Nowadays, you know, not really a fan. But you, to me at least, my opinion is, you know, when she's on and she's cooking, she, you know, sh- she's a great, strong MC. I think she, you know, not even making a female or male thing, just across even the though, board. Even though, even, even though Safari wrote all the bars, so I don't know, you know, how that works. But <laughs> that's whatever. a good point. Um, that is a very good point. It makes you wonder, 
but but she can spit. You know, her de- the delivery was good. I, I I like it when she when she wasn't too animated and kind of like how Eminem would get a little too animated and like do like weird voices and things like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. like that too much, but if it was just like hard body bars, boom, 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 she was she was often <laughs> bodying anyone else on the song. That's no, that's definitely true. She had a run, and she had a great crossover of gay and straight clubs. That's that was, true. That was, that's that's is, hard to pull off. Very hard. Very hard. So yeah, I am a TJ a Barb dead ass. Benjamin Edgar asks, internet, social media, phone, diets, as in not using your phone for a day, week, etc. <laughs> <laughs> we all know where Chris stands on that. I broke a new personal record of screen time last week. I just want to thank uh, everybody for supporting me. Is and, it a personal high or personal low? Personal high. I want to thank, first of all, thank God, first and foremost, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my, my creator. Um, yeah, I got to thank, you know, my manager, my agents, the CAA, um, but no, it was 10 hours a day, you know. I like that you're able to hit these huge double-digit screen time numbers, but you're not doing it with Quibi. You're not watching <laughs> any YouTube videos. You're not watching Netflix. You're not doing any Apple TV nope. streaming. This is just on... This is raw surfing. This is just Twitter, the internet, browsing, emails, and text. Yeah. Well, and, I and do, IG. I mean, IG, but I use, I guess I use it for working out now. So that's an hour a day, you know? Okay. That's fine. But I mean, an that's, that's good. So, and you have no reason or feeling that you, that you could go for a, a diet, a, a phone fast. I mean, it would probably be great for me. Um, <laughs> but I think it would truly be like full withdrawals for a little while. Like, I think I would feel really weird and I don't think that a pandemic is the time to feel like that. Well, I think maybe, um, you know, I, I, I have an idea. Try this on for size. You were talking before about your downer Sundays where a 20-year-old Chris would just do drugs all day, essentially going offline on a Sunday, God's Day, where there's to the least fair, amount of news <laughs> coming in, the least amount of shit coming in. A good point. There's no dumbass editorial stories about some shit that you're going to want to read dropping on a Sunday. Maybe... Um, you know, you said that's that my up. time. Yeah. Well, yeah and we'll, we don't do the whole day. We started off slow. Yeah. Okay. So maybe, maybe I will. Man. Yeah. Sunday, well, this Sunday, this is, this is a TJ challenge. You wake up, you check your phone, <laughs> make sure you got wake your up. emails sorted out. And then the phone stays down until noon. I could probably do that, but we'll see. So I mean, look, that's, on this, that's on four this hours dri- on this drive. I'm about to do, I'm going to not be able to use my phone that much. You know what I mean? Like when I'm alone, ten and two on the wheel, and the music's playing, I'm not surfing. Interesting. Well, I, I think if you are if you are driving alone on some open road in Oklahoma or some shit, and I'm solo, my ass is on the gram scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm in a not, car full of other people, phone is down. I'm not doing that. No, I'm, no, I'm listening to. I'm gonna, dude. New Killers album gonna drop. It's over. See, for me, road trips, you got to go books on tape or podcasts only. The killers can I mean, only take you so far in a meditative sense. You know what I actually tried for the first time, and I would love to hear your opinion on this. Mm. Uh, so, Ben, to answer your question, fuck you. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, the, there's, this, there's this thing called Autumn, I believe is what it's called, that reads magazine articles to you. Oh. Um, 
And so I, I that that Phoebe Bridgers profile in the New Yorker, I on Sunday, I just tried, I just played it through the speakers at the house, and it was actually really nice. I I, I never listened to books on tape or anything like that, and I, I really enjoyed it. So maybe I will try some of that. So so Autumn, so you you, it's an app that you open up on your phone, and then you t- well, you search for the article. Well, I, I don't know. It was it's on like when you go to the page on, when you go to the New Yorker. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Click on the link; it's there. And Smash that, that autumn that, button. I've seen that service a lot, like in general, that idea, like where you can listen to it instead of read it. But I'd never tried it before. And the Phoebe, I mean, that article is really long, so it was like a twenty-nine minute read or something. So it was like it was interesting. I like question: it. Do, do it cost? I'm sure it does. It did not this time. I would imagine that it has to cost mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's going to be a big thing that that type of stuff is going to be very big in the future, but also it's, it's kind of hard to listen to that when, unless you're alone or you have headphones on, but you know, if you're, if you're chilling on the couch with Bay and you're reading the New Yorker, you can read that story in peace. But if it's being read aloud to you, then it's a little disruptive. I agree. I was alone and you know, I was, I, I enjoyed the process. Yeah, live doing live the dishes the alone, put on a, a cool New Yorker article, honey, take me away. I'm, I'm home. I love, I live for cool articles, Jason. Uh, yeah, I know you do. I'm okay with them at best. Next question. Elliot Foo's a passionate defense of ex- experimental music. And I, I assume that this is where you defend experimental music to me or is it the other way around? What is experimental music? That is, like, well, me, first of all, like, I mean, that we should do a whole podcast just answering that I'm question. saying give me – I need an example of what you would consider to be like a popular experimental I guess artist. I guess spir- experimental music I – mean, okay, I'll say Aphex Twin maybe is a good example. I, can, I mean, I, f- I fuck with Aphex Twin. I've been listening to that a little bit in the core actually. Oh, but there are, there are Aphex Twin like – selected ambient works that are these like nice peaceful versions of it yeah that, that's like, that's what i've been that's what right. i've been listening to that's what you've probably been listening to and then there's also catalogs of just maniac i mean i guess experimental music is anything where it's a non-traditional thing there's no structure to it fucked up sounds and weird things and you have to sort of look at it as its own art form and that's i not just don't under, i don't i don't understand the the appeal of like meandering music with no structure but i mm-hmm. do think there's a time and a place for it does that make sense yeah there is a, i agree with that i think you know some people want to have their their beauty spoon fed to them and some people like to sift through the rubble and find a little little golden nugget and that's i think that's the the draw to experimental music is like here's this you know Autecker album of just bleeps and bloops but then on minute 48 you hear something that's like this pure bliss tone and you're like oh it's all worth it now but you know obviously not for everyone and it's a virgin cuck activity uh that's definitely true um is there anything more advanced basic than loving carbones or scars <clears throat> I got, I got, I also got in trouble for a scars pizza tweet once. People be loving scars. It is advanced basic, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's pizza. I don't know why they have an Air Force One, but like, go off. It's like people really being into like John and Vinny's, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love pizza, but I don't need to like. <laughs> I'm not doesn't? gonna die. I'm not gonna die on the hill for a pizza place. Like, I don't know. I just, I mean, the thing is, Carbone is actually good. It's just really corny. Right, just like John and Vinny's. 
Yeah, I mean, John Vinny's is is less corny, but because they play hip hop, it it, it mm-hmm. it's a tough call. It's a tough call. There's nothing less cool than playing hip hop in a restaurant. Well, ask and you shall receive. None of that that just isn't going to happen anymore. And I agree. It's so bad. It's so bad. Um, yeah, I mean, especially if it's a restaurant full of white people. And you're like, did you do you remember a Biggie Smalls? What if we had? Oh my God! There's nothing. Oh my God! Belly and Biggie Smalls at the same time. <laughs> we could do whatever we want when we're grown ups. Uh, <laughs> pork belly and Biggie Smalls. That's the, that should be the, just the name of the restaurant. <laughs> and also, you can have um, really nice wine, but also Pabst in a can. That's exactly what. Jesus Christ! Um, I saw that. OnlyFans has uh, been valuation set at $1 billion now. <laughs> so sick. But I, I've heard they're having some issues because they're kicking off some of the original sex workers. Really? Why? Yeah. I don't, I mean, I think it's, it's too sexy. You know, it's getting too big and they're probably trying to tighten it up, which is unfortunate because that's the people uh, who got it popping. So you they're trying to go, they're trying to go clean. They're trying to go clean. I mean, I don't know how clean, but it sounds like they're trying to make some changes. That's fucked. It's fucked up. You can't abandon your original. Like, you need them. There's got to be a reason. I I need to look into that. But, yeah. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to look into that, Chris. I'll I'll look into that. What is the three numbers on the back of your MX again? (laughs) (laughs) I need to do some research. It's actually four numbers. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a trick question, and only a true Amex owner would know that. Well done, Chris. Hey, thank you, Jason. Don't don't test me. <sighs> don't test me. Uh, there's a there's a new app called Clubhouse. Have you heard of it? <laughs> 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 no, you fucking dork. What is it? Well, it's like a new. So right now, it's like a only invite invite only thing. That's, where it's basically um, audio chat rooms. It's 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 very hyped up right now. In- invite only. It's not even on the App Store. Blah blah blah. And you have to get invited to use it. But it's it's basically like a virtual reality world that you can walk in and out of these rooms and things like that. But it's only audio based. So you can sort of, I guess it's like Twitch or something where you can have two people talking, but it's just the audio of it. Mm, interesting have you used it no i i'm if anyone knows how to get me on there hook, hook it up but it seems like there could be some interesting fun ways to explore um you know digital experiential events and things like that or you know live podcasts could be interesting on there as well i love when you get into your little tech bag my little i got a tech little bag um <laughs> Yeah, but it's like a very it's I think people only care about it because it's super exclusive, which is which is good. Like a true nightclub experience. Uh, I saw you I saw you hating from outside the club. <laughs> <laughs> uh also we got we just got another question. Um best underwear. Oh, Uniqlo Uniqlo Supima cotton boxer briefs only. Oh, also t- this is an exclusive. Joe Rogan just signed an exclusive multi-year podcast deal with Spotify beginning September 1st. It's going to be the only place you can hear it. Damn, I guess they got rid of... I guess we're not getting our back from Spotify anymore. They spent all their money on fucking that truther. Damn. And then their, what, their stock the just went up 11%. Like? Oh my God. What's the check looking like? 
Does it say how much the deal was? Um, I'm trying to read it right now. Also, bitch, are you on a Hollywood Reporter while we're podcasting? <laughs> no, somebody just texted me just saying like, damn, this Joe Rogan Spotify news. And I was like, what are you talking about? Do you, do you get do you get alerts from Variety? I didn't know you'd gone Hollywood like that. We just started this podcast three months ago. This is, you know, whenever we do, I know you like talking about current events and pop culture. So I just had a few, few teed up, you know. I love that. I love when you team me up, daddy. Um, and I also. Does it say how much the bag is? No, it did not say. But I mean, it has to be cuckoo, cuckoo bucks. Cuckoo. And I, some other podcasts are doing it. There's um, there's another show called Winds of Change. It's a podcast about the Scorpion song from the '80s about it being written by the CIA. Oh, I've heard, I've heard about this. I, I mean, that's so dorky. I don't care, but <laughs> I'm sure it's. Is it doing numbers? Well, I think it is doing pretty well. But it's, it is a. Uh, they released episode one on Apple or on everywhere, and basically said like, if you like this show, listen to all the other episodes on spotify only interesting so they and i feel like you shouldn't be able to do that if i was apple i'd be like i would shut that shit down if you're only yeah, if too. you're not going to share so why do you think apple's not handing out the bags to compete like what do you think the issue is i think apple never never made money off of podcasting is the problem because yeah, it's always true. free because apple music you you pay 10 bucks a month spotify you pay 10 bucks a month but podcasting was always free. But now if if people start, you know, and like the, the Luminary podcasting app, like the subscription service, that took a shit. And nobody cares about it for obvious reasons because podcasts are just free. I'd rather listen to a podcast with an ad. It's very easy yeah, to fast so forward yeah. a podcast commercial. Yeah, versus yeah. A Hulu I mean, app. I wouldn't... I- I wouldn't fast forward our ads because they feel a little more artistic than maybe some other podcasts, but in general, yes, you could do that. Yeah. We put a lot of work into those and they're unique in their own special way. So definitely don't fast forward those. That's Um, really interesting. But maybe, um, you know, luckily we're in bed with Spotify and maybe they'll offer us the bag bagu as well. I'm going to hit Armand right now. Where's our bag at? (laughs) I mean, you're gonna I, go. You're gonna go with Joe Rogan's little ass over me. He's he's selling kettlebells. You know what I'm saying? I'm using kettlebells. <laughs> <laughs> you know, their stock went up 11. percent I would say we'll get. We'll say Joe Rogan was about eight nine percent of that, but the other two three was us. I would I would have to say. I mean, I don't. You know, I don't see how that could not be true. You know. Hmm. Um and and then last question from Twitter it just says '90s movies that's not a question maybe they like '90s movies that's more of a statement um but thank you for participating '90s hip hop is also awesome um in, as far as <laughs> '90s movies I I suggest 1996's The Cable Guy starring uh, Jim Carrey a damn classic pure heat um, all right what TJ. about you Chris. What do you mean? Bless us with your final 90s, your favorite 90s movie. Oh. Um, huh. It's going to be like a fucking documentary about um, an artist uh, yeah, the, somewhere. No, no. I don't even know. I, dude, I'm not. I just don't know, dude. I don't know. Fucking That's Dead cool. Poet Society. I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't like thinking. People, there's just, I'm just a music person. That's where my allegiances fall. I like movies, but I ha- my knowledge only lies within the music sphere. She's a music buff. 
Exactly. Not even though. There's still people who are dorkier than me. I just have good taste and they don't. <laughs> and you said it here first, baby. Well, I did, I did rediscover a new, an old album over the weekend that I'd like to suggest before we log off. Okay. Go on. Breach. Breach by the Wallflowers. Um, Bob Dylan's son. All right. It, remind it, myself to start playing the music right now to uh, get us out of the show. No problem. Um, the best song is Hand Me Down, the second song. Um, but it's a great record. Feels It's just right up my street. And it's the record after the one with all the hits on it. So they really were in the pocket. Breach by the Wallflowers. Exactly. Damn. Um, yeah, keep an eye on that. That should bring Spotify up to 12% <laughs> with all the fucking streams of the wall. I mean, and uh, the Jacob Dylan estate is going to do big numbers. He's not dead. <laughs> he will be as soon as he sees how well Breach is performing on Spotify. That's a good point. He's just going to die from shock. Do you think he's still hot? How old is he now? He's definitely still hot. That man is, that man is fucking good looking. That's facts. How old do you think he is? 50. Mm, let's just go. I'm not even going to check how old he is. He's probably 50. All right, Chris. Thank you, Jason. You, uh, you rock. Hey, Jason, you rock. Uh, all right, well, I'll talk to you later. We'll see you guys next time. And also, this, um, this is coming out today when we have new merch. Oh, yeah, I forgot. How could we forget to, to prompt people to, um, you know, we, we wanted to create something that both encapsulate our love for, for high-end boutique grocery stores mm. and our love for sipping mud. Um, and <laughs> so we have, crea- we have created a, a, a dense diner-style mug with a how-long-gone Dean DeLuca-inspired insignia uh, mm. on one side. Um, I don't know how much liquid it holds, but it, it, it'll probably hold your full pour over. And I, we want you guys, the listeners, to be as caffeinated mm-hmm. as the hosts mm-hmm. when we're do, when we're. This is a, this is a dialogue. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and we're only going to rip off companies that have gone out of business, so they can't hit us with the cease and desist. Exactly, we're very smart business people as well as creative um, powerhouses. JC Penny, so, we're coming for you next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold your loin, gird your loins. Um, we're doing, and, and then there's going to be there's going to be even more shit dropping like next week. We we just going to hit him over the head with it. Mm, yes, indeed, can't wait. So yeah, stay tuned to our, our our social media accounts. We'll be posting all that stuff and, and snatch it up before it's all gone. All right, I'll talk to you later, bro. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.